Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Chase Tuning. Yes, the other Chase. Um, so you guys, you know, I think you're really going to resonate with his story. He has a great story to share with you guys. And he's also just kind of a man of many talents, I guess I should say. You know, he, it seems like he's he's done a lot, and it's really cool to see what all he's done and how much networking he's done through podcasting and such. It, it's really, really cool. And I don't know, Chase, you always, you always seemed like someone I could just like sit down and have a drink with and just talk all night with. I don't know. I, it just you always seemed like that kind of personality. So definitely looking forward oh, to this conversation. I received that. I received that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, truly, I mean, through podcasting, through a lot of different endeavors over the years, uh, that's what I've really just loved the most. And that's connecting with people online, offline, um, so many great conversations and value add. Yeah, Absolutely. Before we dive in here, and you know, like I was just telling you before the show, like I have no plans for where this is going to go, just because I love just the casual conversations here. Tell us a little more about yourself. Who, who is Chase? Chase is currently expansion. Um, that's how I would describe him. How I would describe myself these days. I, I'm I'm in a very expansive state of mind, body, and soul um, in my business in my personal life. Just, you know, like a lot of people over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of change, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of um, unsuredness, if that's a word. And it's really brought my attention to a lot of constants in my life, but also a lot of areas where I wanted to become more curious and I wanted to lean into the unknown in a lot of different ways. And in that it has reopen my kind of floodgates for curiosity and education and potential and what could be and who I could be who I am even. And with all of that based on you know what I do for a living being a creative entrepreneur, then turns into what do I want to create? What do I want to do? You know, who do I want to be in my business day to day? What unique offers and things do I want to, you know, kind of create or test or just see what's going on with other people like me that might be interested in, in something like that. You know, I can't be the only one, I think. And so yeah, I'm, I'm in expansion. Um, but other than that, I guess on paper, I am a full time podcaster, I host Everford radio, it's um, my favorite thing in the world. It's all things, fitness, nutrition, mindset. Um, I come from a health and wellness background. I've been a certified health coach since 2015, I got my undergrad in exercise science, a master's in health promotion with a concentration actually in nutrition. And um, I use all of that professional education for several years, um, running a concierge medical practice, running their wellness department back east um, in DC, up and down the East Coast. And so I would work every day for years with, with patients, clients, if you will, getting them well, keeping them well, but also working hand in hand with their primary care providers. So it was a very, you know, you imagine traditional health coaching, but on top of all of the personal training, exercise programming, um, body composition analysis, meal planning, nutritional guidance, all that stuff. It was, you know, we also got to work with their doctors because we, you know, 
see what they needed. We would go over their medical history, we'd get their labs, we, we would work a lot of times directly with them. So it was a really unique model. And then um, I'm also a veteran before all this time, before being in the professional space and before school and all that, I was active duty army for six years. And uh, during that time, suffered actually career ending injuries that not only led to my medical discharge, my medical retirement actually from Uncle Sam, but because of that experience or those experiences, I should say, of being completely broken, of having to learn how to walk again twice, of being a patient in and out of hospital and rehab and um, in a limbo, if you will, for about a year and a half, that is really where I initially learned and developed, uh, or at least was brought to my attention. I had such a, an interest in the human body. Uh, it was only through kind of being humbled, um, quite literally, uh, of what I was no longer able to do that I decided that there's got to be a way, you know, I, I, I need and want and choose to learn this human experience for myself. And um, I'll be damned if I'm going to accept any of these limitations. Um, the only limitation I'll have is right now my mind. And if I choose to to stay here, if I choose to learn and apply and do and be more, and um, that's kind of like the root origin story of it all, man. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And something I, I really resonated with was what you said, when you just define yourself as like being in a state of expansion right now. And, you know, like that, that's a very powerful word, actually. And, you know, I was thinking more into that, like, do you know where that one, where you're wanting to expand to and like, what's next for you? Like what you're wanting to take mm -hmm. this into? Good question. It's a, it's a really interesting question because I say expansion and I'm 36 now, and this kind of expansive state for me began quite literally right around my 35th birthday. So a little over a year now. And for the first time in 35 years, I decided to start living for myself through a lot of these things that I was becoming interested in and curious about. And like I said, these constants or new variables in my mind, body, soul, wellness, and my relationships and all these things, I realized that at 35, I had only ever been living for someone else. I had only ever been living out of what I thought I needed to do, who I needed to be, what markers of success I was supposed to have, which is pretty interesting because at that point for three years, I had already been working for myself. I'd already been an entrepreneur, living the dream, building my own life, so to speak, and very much so. But even still, I realized that out of all that, I was attaching a lot of my markers for success, like I said, a lot of what I wanted, how I wanted to feel, even just like daily decisions of what I wanted to do and what I thought was okay for me to even think about. Um, mm. Because of my time in the military, it's a very regimented structure life yeah. because of growing up in Southwest Virginia, in the Bible Belt, in you know, a Southern Baptist family, a very religious, I, I don't say strict, but just, you know, Pretty conservative, uh, pretty, you know, small town, small, mm -hmm. a lot of small minded people. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I grew up in a very loving state. I never knock how I grew up. I, I am so appreciative of how I grew up and the blood, sweat and tears that my parents gave for me and my family and uh, so much of who I am. I owe it to them, of course, but just I was only ever doing out of what I thought I needed to do for other people. You know, being the oldest of three, I'm sure maybe some other older siblings can relate get the big brother syndrome, whether that's, you know, conscious or subconscious, um, you know, even 
my choice to serve in the military was fully my choice, but I did so because I thought that's what I was supposed to do because pretty much every other generation in my family had done it. There was always one, one of us, one tuning that in every generation for however many generations back has always served. And um, I thought, oh, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, and then, you know, all right, cool. Well, like, I'm, you know, I'm a soldier now, but now I'm broken. And so like, I've learned how to do all these things again. So I guess I should like go study it and I should, you know, be it and I should do all these things. But, you know, and then finally at 35, I just realized that I now get to be me. And in being me, you would think that, you know, this expansive state is immediately starting, you know, pretty far down the line, but i kind of felt like at 35, I was just starting over. So at 35, I, I chose expansion and I chose to really step into owning my identity and owning what I wanted to be curious about and what I know to be true and what and who I want to love and how I want to love and how I want to think, act, be all of these things. So it was like a realization of kind of starting over. So I feel like at 35, I was kind of starting my life over in a big, big way um, and realizing that as an adult, that you're stepping into kind of your power, so to speak, mm-hmm. that is, I think, the most infinite form of, of expansion. And, you know, now I'm only about a year, year and a half into it. So it's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, it is. And I, I could, I was kind of chuckling to myself, like, I can definitely resonate when you were saying like growing up in the small area. And, and like you said, like pretty conservative. And it's like, like, being that thinking outside of the box is abnormal almost mm. and it's like you know like you said you, you you want to do things that are you know expected of you mm-hmm. and it's just like you know i know we were chatting just a little bit prior to uh, hitting record here about you know you know i grew up in a small area and then you know started nursing and then travel nursing just taking another step out and then like you know and now that i've left my nursing career altogether it's like definitely like you know like you said like you know mm-hmm. wanting to do what you think your parents want you to do or something like I, i've definitely had those conversations with my parents and it's like both are fully supportive of what I'm doing right now, but I can definitely tell there's that like little tendency in the back of their mind. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like yeah. he just left his like actual like <laughs> stable job. Like what is he doing? Yeah. I mean, it's they like, just, uh, it's so, it's so funny. Like what so many of us can do for a living now just wasn't there mm-hmm. in our parents' generation. So of course it stands out. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that you said that was really interesting and kind of resonated on the same thing it was like living for someone else rather than living for yourself what are some things that you've implement, implemented into your lifestyle now that are now for you rather than someone else you know one of the first things that comes to mind for that question is in what i do in terms of the content that i create the the episodes that i curate the guests that i have on the show um because that's what i do for my full-time living, mm-hmm. or it's the biggest part of my full-time living, I should say. Um, and, you know, coming from having started the show on these two main legs of fitness and nutrition, health and fitness, of just tried and true exercise and tried and true nutrition. Also, because that's what I went to school for, that was my job, that was so much of my identity, so much of my professional accolade and what people knew me as personally. And then what I started this thing as kind of felt like, oh, well, I guess I have to keep it going that way. If I've started something like this, I have to keep going in the same direction, right? And so what I realized was that I 
really wanted to drive home the fact, you know, my, the show is called, like I said, Everford Radio. And mm-hmm. the main theme I always try to drive home in the end in, in all the content is this conversation that I just had with the guest or the message that I spoke about on a solo is I hope that it helps you live a life ever forward. I hope that this has just dropped one little seed, if nothing else, into your mind of curiosity that you can take home, you can think about, you can apply, you can test so that you can have a greater overall sense of awareness around your own wellness, establish a greater sense of dominion over your own body, your own health, your own future, really. And when I realized that that's what I really wanted for my audience, like I need to start doing this for myself. So I kind of made a conscious shift in not staying so locked on to the types of guests and the types of content. So I began to veer out more into just stories. You know, who do I see living, being, breathing this model of living in this ever forward way? Um, And it just so happens that pretty much everybody who does this, who, in my opinion, you know, is successful or or is an influence to me, a mentor to me, whether you know personally or from afar, taking care of your body just comes with the territory. Uh, You look at any real successful person and they've got some kind of ritual, some kind of healthy habit or, you know, exercises non-negotiable or they're just monitoring their diet or hell, they at least just get a physical every year. (laughs) They're on top of their health. (laughs) So that kind of common thread was able to stay. And then I was able to just venture out into like, what have you gone through in your life? Like, what are you doing now? How are you doing it? It's just this incredible level. Um, Just, you know, people's essence began to, speak out to me more because I was looking for that more than just, well, tell me everything you know about, you know, you know, brown fat. You know, tell me everything you know about uh, neuroscience. Tell me, tell me all the stuff that anybody can go Google, really. Exactly. I, you know, like we were saying before we were recording, you know, I want to get that humanization experience so that people can connect and then extract maybe the real tangible and more quantified ways to, to apply to their life. And so that allowed me to really just broaden my horizon, like I said, and just look for people that were already in my life that were like that. Um, I began to branch out more into like entertainment industry guests, um, singers, actors, celebrities, and, um, and then just kind of curate what I really wanted to do instead of trying to just stay on top of doing something just because that's how I started it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of, it's funny, you know, back when we were talking about Towards the, towards the beginning, like when I was talking about, to, talking to you about what this podcast is about and such. And it's like, as far as guests go, like I used to be really like, you know, focused again, like on like, you know, which nutrition coach can I get on here? Which, you know, dietitian or something like that. But now it is just like expanding out, just opening it up. And like, like I mentioned to you before we record as well, like everyone has a story to share and it's, you know, everyone can find a reason to connect to somebody else's story, which is super important and valuable. And you know, hopefully everyone can always take away something from each and every episode. And I'm sure if you know, if you listen enough, you will find something, oh, yeah. some type of nugget. Um, you mentioned that the name of your podcast ever forward. Could you explain a little bit more about like where that came from and also what that stands for? Well, I guess the, the history is probably the more obvious description um, and that's, it came from, it came from a way of living that I didn't know I was a part of until it was gone. It was this mantra, this phrase that my now deceased father said, acted, breathed, modeled his entire life. Mm-hmm. 
And it actually, like I said, you know, family history of military service. My father was also in the army. His first unit in the military, their creed, every unit, at least in the army, I can speak for the army, um, every like unit you're in, you've, there's like a motto, there's a, a creed, a saying, you know, kind of like a war cry, mm -hmm. or, you know, just what that unit is known for. And his first unit was the 116th Infantry Regiment, uh, started out as a National Guard unit before he went active duty to the 101st Airborne. And their, their creed, their unit saying the unit crest was ever forward. And it even goes way, way back to when it was just literally a group of militiamen before we were even a country, before we even an organized army in the late 1700s that was just this band of brothers that were fighting against, you know, the British and you know, kind of during the American Revolution. And so it's got some roots. It's got some roots, which is, I think, really, really cool. It is. Um, but it just it it imprinted on my father in clearly a big way. And so growing up, I heard it all the time. My family heard it all the time. It's, you know, what he was known for. And uh, so when he passed in 2005, quite a few years later, um, you know, it was just like a, a family memory, you know, it was a, like a, a phrase associated to my father. But then when kind of began to really dabble in social media and the internet stuff back in like 2012 2013 um it actually came to light first through my brother which i'm wearing today ever forward apparel mm -hmm. and um he began to kind of pick up a camera and was vlogging and doing fitness youtube and um, back then basically if you wanted to monetize anything on social media it was you got to do got to do merch you got to do apparel get to do a t-shirt mm -hmm. and so you know kind of the obvious choice for him was I want to introduce the brand as Ever Forward, Ever Forward Apparel. And it began to get some traction. It was really cool to see his audience um, be really receptive of our family's kind of mantra. Mm -hmm. And so when I got that itch as well to, to put on my creator's hat, and um, I began a YouTube channel as well. I was getting you know a lot more active on Instagram. Um, not just posting pictures of food for my family to see, but, you know, doing it to do social media. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of realized that this was my area of expertise and what really lit me up and was, was helping me the most actually at my job at the time as a health coach was I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to health, fitness, wellness, entrepreneurship shows on my commute, on the treadmill, on the gym. And I just loved it. And uh, I have no talking, I have no problem talking to anybody. I'll talk to the wall all day long. <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know what, I want to do a podcast. The, my YouTube channel was developing, I was doing like men's fitness vlogging stuff. Um, but I, I really kind of felt pulled into this platform. And then it just hit me, of course, like, oh, the only name, of course, is going to be ever forward radio. Um, and so that's kind of the back history. But then what it is, you know, I, I say the back history first, because I, I think then it's the obvious next step of, oh, well, that's, that's what you do. Like you created this thing to, to honor your father, you, you and your family have this, this brand, this mission, this mantra, um, because you're building something, doing something because of what happened in the past, mm -hmm. which is a fair statement. And um, actually, my brother and I have talked at length about this recently over the last like one to two years, him and I both, and I think even Max a little bit more than me, or at least a little bit sooner than me, became very, very focused on letting go of that past, remembering it, honoring it, respecting it, but 
instead of staying focused, instead of staying so focused on developing something and trying to push forward with one foot still behind you, or instead of like cutting that chain, you're just adding on one more link, one more link, one more link, and you're still tethered to this, this thing that might not be of service to you anymore in the same way. And um, what I mean by that is, you know, ever forward, and it went from being something that was created to, to remember and to stay in the past Mm -hmm. has now turned into a stepping stone, a platform, a springboard, a permission slip to only stay focused on the future and just know that I don't need to be looking at my past Mm -hmm. because it's with me at all time. The lessons, the memory, the pain, the pleasure, the ups, the downs, the successes, the the failures, I don't need to be looking at them as often maybe as I personally was so that I felt like, oh, I know what to do next. I know what to create next. You know, instead of, you know, A happened, so therefore I must do B. Like, no, that is still me. That is omnipresent at all times. And now, like I was saying earlier, I can just face the future, face all this expansiveness and potential and just step into the unknown, but have the confidence and the familiarity of the known because like I've gone through so much. I'm not, I'm not alone. So many people go through so much in their life. Um, and we think that if we if we stop acting out of the past, then like, who are we, you know, but that identity is us all the time. And so by focusing really, really, really on the present and focusing on establishing and building and maintaining my own new identity, um, knowing that I was bringing all this with me, I just became so much more empowered. And so that's really what Everford has kind of turned into the last couple of years. I love that. It's, it's, so, it's really, it's always really interesting to hear like the the true meaning behind the brand, you know, the, the name of the company and, you know, the podcast. And it's, it's really cool to hear that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Very welcome. When you were into health coaching for that short amount of time, or excuse me, I say short, but I, how, how long were you in health coaching for? From 2013 to, well, I, I was working for other people as a coach uh, up until the end of 2017. And then I, I still ran my own online health coaching business up until 2019. So and what's that like six, seven years? Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Professionally. So, so, and so, you, and you were, so you were doing the podcast as well during that time. Uh, I started the podcast. I launched it January, 2017 and okay. I ran it my last full year as, as a clinical health coach in practice. Yeah. What was the main reason for pivoting from that point? Flat out just comes to, I was overworked and undervalued, which, you know, I think a lot of people um, can relate to. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm quite Quite literally, I was doing the job of four people. Um, so I was a health coach first in this organization. And then I wound up getting promoted to the wellness director position, which meant I now managed about, at the time we had nine offices up and down the East Coast. Wow. So I was managing those, hiring new coaches, training new coaches, um, being responsible for all these other offices and the wellness contribution, the wellness side of the house contribution to the medical side of the house as well as I was still a coach seeing my own clients, my own patients in two offices up in Northern Virginia, right outside of DC. Um, and then there was like this whole new kind of spinoff role that they 
this project basically that was created that turned into a whole new role that um, I wound up covering down for. So I was doing the job of four people, uh, barely getting fair compensation for one in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, honestly, if it came to the day when I showed up to work and I just didn't want to get out of my car, I did not want to go into the building, even though I love the work that I did. I was being drained of my passion and my lifeblood for it. And I felt like, all right, this is no longer fair to me. And this is no longer fair to the people that I'm working with to help make better, to help get them well, to do all these things. Like I cannot allow a shred of resentment. I cannot allow a shred of begrudgingness in me to show up for them because if not, then I'm responsible at least I felt that way. I felt responsible for them not succeeding or not responsible for getting the proper attention or the proper follow-up or even just attentiveness during a session. And uh, it was then I kind of began to develop my exit strategy and uh, transition out. Gotcha. Gosh, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Like to like, that's another reason I love hearing other people's stories. And it's, it's a lot of the things you've discussed, like you know, our lives are completely different, but it's like, there's so many things that you've mentioned that I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, I, I totally relate to that. I totally relate to that. You know, like no doubt, man, making that transition from a nursing to full-time coaching, like, you know, for a lot of those similar reasons. And it's just, it's just so wild to hear those kind of things. Um, when, you know, speaking of like, you were talking about like, you know, like your father, like started leading into like the ever forward um, mantra and like, speaking of us, like other like mentors in life that, you know, who, who else do you look up to in life as, you know, current past, present, you know, who, who, who do you look up to and why? You know, I want to say something that people are going to be like, wow, that's really egotistical. But I, I really speaking of stepping past the expansiveness uh, um, aspect, I really want to say like, I really do look up to myself. Um, but not from like, again, not an egotistical way, but I, I just, I look at so often, like, especially like today, for example, I'm, I'm on your show. Thank you. And we are here to talk about me. So when I talk about me, when I'm sharing my story on such platforms as this, it begins to just like jar my memory of all these things that I have gone through. Mm. And again, I'm not special. I mean, anybody like, Bring anybody up onto a stage and like, hey, tell me about your life. What have you gone through? What are the good, bad, ugly? Who have you lost? What suffering have you endured? What successes have you had? You begin to like dissociate from your own life, your own experience. And you really get to look at those experiences and at this life as what has happened, what someone has done versus what happened to me, what I have done, what I, 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 I. So I think in really really looking up to myself from that third person kind of perspective. I'm like, damn, life is hard. <laughs> life, <laughs> they don't make it again. easy for anybody. You know, even yeah. like I consider myself so in many, many ways, I come from privilege, but you know, also I come from very humble beginnings. I grew up in a double wide in like 200 acres in the mountains of Virginia. Mm-hmm. My father and my family provided so much for me and went without for, you know, for, for years and years just to put me and my family through, uh, you know, better opportunities, you know, and even still, and even having all that, and even choosing to enlist in the military and therefore getting all of these educational benefits and other opportunities. Like I, I was broken. My father died. I went in through, I went into the deepest, darkest hole in my life for about 12 years and like gave up on living. So even outside looking in, having all these opportunities and typical male white 
experiences in a lot of different ways. Like I have endured so much in, in my life and in my experience. This is my truth. Others have suffered way more than me. And actually that's a huge part of why I look up to me and why I find such gratitude and knowledge out of looking at my own life experiences. Because in that time when I was injured, in that time when I was wheeling up to a formation in my wheelchair, when I was looking at these men and women around me who were missing legs and arms and were head to toe covered in gauze because third degree burns from IED explosions and all this other stuff that I had not endured, like what I went through sucked and I was in a lot of pain and it changed my world radically and it changed my entire life plan. And I was just in limbo for a year and a half. Like I, at least I had my legs. I was not completely disfigured. I'm going to have to climb my way up out of this hole, but you know, I'm probably going to be able to do so quicker and in a less deformed is a harsh word, but a less broken version. And so when I look at this, you know, I, I implore everybody else to do this as well. Look at your own life and look up to yourself and look at what you have gone through and own your successes and own your failures. And if you've gone through weight loss, weight gain, injury, you've been broken up with, you got fired, like these are experiences that are your experiences and they deserve the attention and they deserve the emotional attachment to them. Um, they deserve you the time to go through them and process them because there are so many lessons in them. And like your experience is different than mine and mine from yours. But we should really, I think, get to a place where we can look up to ourselves. Because if we can't be our own hero, if we can't acknowledge what we're capable of, if we can't be appreciative for what we have endured and to still be alive and kicking, then I honestly think any other hero mentor we have um, might be missing the mark because they're great. And I have so many other heroes and mentors in my life, but none of them have gone through what I've gone through. And if I just carve out a little bit time and awareness to, to process that, like I'm going to learn so much for me and I'm going to have such a greater level of appreciation and gratitude because of it. Wow. Well, well, well said. That's it's really powerful. You know, and I, I feel like a lot of people probably need to be go back, go back and re-listen to that because I, that's something that needs to be, heard over and over again and you know it's it's not selfish at all it's not egotistical at all like the way you explained that was perfectly said as far as how much benefit that can have inwards towards yourself like you man i mean you lost what over 150 pounds mm -hmm. that is a damn hero like in, I'm sure you you had help, you had resources, you found somebody or a platform or a YouTube channel or Google or a trainer or whoever. But at the end of the day, you were the one there enduring every second of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you have gone through this transformation and you are forever changed subconsciously, consciously, biochemically, physiologically. So like own your story. Everybody needs to learn to own their story and be appreciative of what you've gone through. And, and hopefully if you can get to a place where you can look up to your, your own self, like how amazing is that to know that no matter where I go, no matter what I'm doing, I've got my hero with me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, I, you know, I want to pivot here towards the end. 
about, you know, as far as the podcasting thing goes, you know, I, I know I shared with you before we hit record that, you know, I've, you know, for everyone who's listening now, of course, I'll have you share all your information as far as like where they can reach out for podcasts and resources and such later, but like, thank you. But, you know, you've been really helpful as far as, you know, when I started my podcast, it's kind of the resources that you provided and everything have been great. And, you know, I, there's a lot of people that I talk to actually that, and people that maybe listen to the show and other coaches listen to the show as well. And, and just other people, like even like, and you don't have to be a coach, start a podcast. Anybody can start a podcast. I think there's a lot of people don't realize. Um, and what, I mean, like for someone who is maybe like, maybe is not a coach, but just wants to have a platform to share something in their life. And they feel like they could really, you know, resonate with others. What do you recommend as far as podcasting goes? Literally just hit record. Um, just hit record. Start the thing before you try to figure out what the thing is. Because I can tell you five years into my show now, there is, there's at least not a month, if not a week that goes by that I'm not still testing something out in terms mm -hmm. of, of the show and you know a format or a unique little call to action or length or whatever. Um, just hit record. I think this is such a unique platform for us to first and foremost, get used to hearing our own voice mm -hmm. to kind of go into, like I was saying earlier, like to hear ourselves so that we can hear ourselves. listen to yourself so that you can truly hear yourself and your story. Um, and then from there, I mean, there's so many different things. It helps develop communication skills, helps develop confidence, helps develop time management, um, so many different ways you want to go about it that can serve you personally and professionally, but just, just start with hitting record, find your voice, know that it's going to change over time. Um, and really look, here we are in 2022 podcasting over the last two, two years ish podcasting has blown up. Podcasting mm -hmm. has become so much more popular. I mean, I can't think of a single other influencer or any other social media person that has ever gotten a nine-figure exclusivity deal like Joe Rogan did for Spotify what, a year and a half ago or whatever. Um, and that was when people were like, he got, he got nine figures for a pod. What? What the hell is a <laughs> podcast? You know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, there's so much power in it. But I say that because, yes, it has gotten popular. Many people might feel compelled or want to do a show, but now they feel like everybody and their brother doing a podcast, which is funny. My brother's actually He's launching a podcast soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, it's too saturated. Or everybody's doing it or, you know, nobody's going to want to listen. It doesn't, none of that matters because if you do it right and you use it to share and find and develop and strengthen your voice, you're going to also be doing that with at least, I guarantee you, a handful of other people. And if you got five people listening to your show, but they are your people, there is immense power in having this level of connection because it's not like TikTok. It's not like an Instagram reel. It is long format. So mm -hmm. out of the gate, you have a higher qualified person who is committed to you giving you their time. This is not a seven second, seven second viral reel. No. This is, you know, you know, most podcasts, you're looking what, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, couple hours. So if you have someone willing to give you that amount of time on a frequent basis, you have something there. So use it develop it, honor it, respect it, stay consistent with it, but then really take a step back and leverage it for the next thing. Podcasting right now, if you launch one and you blow up, that's great. And you can monetize it. Cool. And you can maybe make a living out of what you love to do. That's amazing. But right now, like the, the real money and the real value and the real success and the real perennial aspect around podcasting is creating something that you are truly passionate about that you would do for free. 
odds are you're going to be doing it for free for a while. Um, but then build a community around it and then leverage that community into the next thing, a live event, an online course, your coaching business. Um, and then if you can monetize it, if you get a sponsor, if you get whatever, that's just bonus, you know, yeah. but this is your opportunity to connect with people and to have them give you their time. Mm -hmm. You got something if you got that. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just talking to a coach the other day. They asked me like, you know, how do you, how do you get more people to listen to your podcast? And I'm just like, you know, I honestly, with the podcast, it's just for fun. I, you know, I don't monetize mine. I, you know, haven't done any like ads or anything like that yet or sponsorships, but like, it's just for fun. And, you know, I, I push it, you know, for like, you know, on my social media and such, but that's about it. Like, I don't try to you know, grab for straws. Like you said, like it is a long form content and it's just something that if I can help one person with each episode, that's all that matters to me. Like, and like you said, even if that's all it takes for somebody like yourself, if you help one person that is going to feel compelled to like, Chase, I want to work with you. Like what you just said hit me so hard. I know you're my coach. I know what you've been through is what I'm going through. And I know you're, you're a hundred steps in front of me or you're one step in front of me, but you know what? I listened to a episode, all the episodes. I want to work with you. That's, that's the beauty of this platform, man. Yeah. And it's also great for um, connecting with others as well. I mean, just like, just like yourself, mm -hmm. I mean, it's awesome to have you on the show and I've had a lot of other great guests. I know you've connected me with um, Mandy Kay on episode 17. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was on the show. We had a great chat. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's, I love connecting with others. It's, it's awesome. And, and just kind of like on that note, I would just really be curious to hear from you since you do have such a great platform as far as Everforward Radio, how, what is your like best tip for as far as like networking and getting out and meeting new people and having them mm. on the show? Um, so this has been my answer to this question as of late. You gotta, you gotta have some networking foreplay. <laughs> okay. um, and what I mean by that is, and I'm sure, you know, we, we come from similar circles and we both know Jason Phillips and a lot of the, the ways that he operates and the success that he has is I'm sure he would say the same thing. Screw a cold lead, like screw a cold, oh, like yeah. reach out cold. Like you shouldn't, the first time you have a direct channel of communication with somebody should never be the first time you actually have communicated with them. And what I mean by that is, uh, let's example, like role play, if we will here, foreplay, role play, what is the show about? I don't know. Um, but it took a hard this is like turn. A, chasing out the podcast, it's like, oh, like a wild turn here. <laughs> what you need to do, let's say, let's say there's a guest or somebody that you, you really want to get on the show. And maybe like, you've never interacted with them before, or, or your perception is, they're light years beyond you or, oh, they would never want to come on my show too small, blah, 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 whatever. Things that I, that I have gone through and still think all the time, I'm not special. The foreplay here is, all right, I'm going to reach out to them in 30 days, 60 days. So what I'm going to be doing in the meantime is I'm going to be following them on their platforms. I, not every single one, but at least ones I know I'm going to be regular on. So I'm going to follow them. I'm going to like their stuff. I'm going to comment. I'm going to share their stuff. I'm going to engage. And it should be genuine. Like it, I shouldn't want to have somebody on my show. I shouldn't want to network with somebody if I'm not at least interested on a semi-regular basis oh, of what they're putting out. I'm going to buy their book. I'm going to share their book. I'm going to, I'm going to be their cheerleader, be their hype man, their hype girl, whatever. I'm going to be on their radar so that when I slide into their DMs or I send them an email or I LinkedIn message, whatever, they're going to see my name. They're going to see that avatar picture and the dots are immediately going to get connected. And it's not going to be, who the hell is this? 
Yeah. What message is this that I have to approve? Um, who is this guy? Who's this girl? What do they want? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, oh, shit. Chase messaged me, man. This guy, like, he bought my book. It was his newsletter book club of the month. He, I see him reshare my stuff all the time, comments on my stuff. You know, I like, I at least have some kind of familiarity with him. Mm-hmm. And so that I think is my biggest tip for success. And just like podcasting is long format, and I think success on podcasting is a long game, networking, you really should be looking at it the same way. It's a little bit of a long game as well. Um, Because look, this day and age, everybody and their brother, everybody and their sister is getting asked to be on a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So many unique platforms are growing out there. So many, uh, so many ways that people are being asked to do things and their time is being stretched thin. So like, don't be a cold DM. <laughs> be somebody like get them warmed up, get them in the exactly. mood, you know, get that foreplay rolling. So it's an easier <laughs> yes. And uh, it's it, also with that, it's like way less transactional. And mm-hmm. for me, like, I don't know, I just, it could be very genuine. It could be very, you know, no ill will whatsoever. But if I just feel some kind of like, like this is a transactional experience in any way shape or form i feel like the potential for that relationship has already been diminished Mm -hmm. and so i mean it takes time but you know what if you want quality if you want longevity if you want happiness and success for the long haul then like start planting some seeds um to kind of wrap this up i'll say a, a a phrase or a quote that um you know a podcast mentor of mine jordan harbinger um he's been killing the game for a long long time and he said he, he, he's been kind of called like the Larry King of podcasting. You know, he's I love like, his he's, show. I, he's incredible. <laughs> I, I, I listen to at least a few a week. I've been <laughs> listening to, to him before he even had a podcast when he was, um, him and his brother kind of had like, they were business partners on the old Art of Charm show, but they, before it was a podcast, they were on um, satellite radio years and years ago through this other channel called Maxim Radio. This other show I used to listen to called Cavino and Rich, like literally 15 years ago, 14, 15 years ago. Um, but anyway, I got distracted, ADD. Um, he he, this, uh, uh, he was on my show like two years ago. And he, I think it's his phrase or someone said it, but either way, Jordan, you get credit. Um, don't wait until you're thirsty to dig a well. Yep. Yep. That's exactly I right. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you taking your time today. Um, definitely could keep going much, much, much longer. That's right. Team chase. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, I I do want to quickly, and we can keep this short, just, but I I always love to end my show with asking my guests, what are two things somebody can start doing today to take action towards their health goals? Hmm. Um, okay. One to start taking action towards your health goals, no matter what your goal or goals, whatever your goal is or whatever your goals are. Um, really just stop and take inventory of what you're already doing. Because I think a lot of times, I know I've been there and I remember working with a lot of clients this way. We think our goals are so far down the road and we think what we want is so unobtainable that we begin to get discouraged. But I guarantee you, if you just stop maybe today, right here, right now, take 30 seconds, take a minute and just think in your mind, write it down, take inventory of what you have already done to work towards that or towards those goals. And that is going to be a huge confidence builder. Um, It will probably put you on the path towards gratitude for the things that have already been working for you. So 
don't, don't think that your goals are so far down the road and unobtainable, like take inventory, what you've already done. Um, that's also going to really be a good reminder of what you are doing and the things you have in your life that are working. Sometimes we, um, sometimes we're succeeding so slowly that it feels like failure, but you and I both know with weight gain, weight loss, you know, lowering blood pressure, all this stuff, it doesn't just happen overnight. We can mm -hmm. eat all the, you know, healthy foods and green smoothies we want today. That's not going to give us our goal tomorrow. We didn't yep. get here overnight so we can't exactly. expect the same change exactly so that would be one thing i would say and the next thing besides you know working with you as a coach of course um, <laughs> oh, <gosh thanks. laughs> would be to, <laughs> would be to um just take a little bit of the burden off of yourself and find some some form of accountability with somebody else um let somebody else know what you're going through, what you're working on, a very trusted resource, whether that's a gym buddy, whether that's your mom, just any other form of accountability from a trusted and loving source is going to really pay dividends in the long run. Because if you have let them know at least once or enough times, and if they truly genuinely care about you, there's going to come a day and a time where in a loving way, they're probably going to call you out, or they're just going to at least just check in with you. They're going to ask you about this thing that you told them you were working on. Mm -hmm. And that for me has always paid dividends. Absolutely. Well said. But Chase, where can people reach out to you if they want to either listen to the M4 radio, if they are interested in um, Operation Podcast, let's share all those details and I'll be sure to include them in the show notes as well. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Um, so my show, Everford Radio, we're everywhere that you, you know, listen to podcasts on YouTube as well. Just, you know, Everford Radio, all the places. Um, operation podcast, like you said, is, uh, my operation or my education production and consulting company. We've got courses out there to teach people how to podcast, uh, full, full service production services as well. Um, and that's just, you know, operation podcast everywhere. And then I'm hanging out on Instagram, just at chase underscore tuning. And that's really just a day in the life of me every day of, of what's going on in my life, my wellness, what I'm trying, what I'm liking, what I'm not, um, has my dog got a job yet? I don't know. Uh, just, you know, kind of behind the curtains of my life. And then the podcast is really the long format place to learn all the things. Great. Awesome. Thanks again, Chase. It's been awesome chat with you. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.